The Spectator magazine combines incisive political analysis with books and arts reviews of unrivaled authority. Subscribe today for just £12 and receive a 12-week subscription in print and online, plus a £20 Amazon gift voucher, absolutely free. Go to spectator.co.uk forward slash voucher. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and this is the Sunday Roundup. Lee Anderson was stripped of the Tory whip this week after refusing to apologise for remarks in which he claimed Islamists had control of Sadiq Khan and control of London. Speaking to Laura Koonsberg, Deputy Prime Minister Oliver Dowden said words matter and that Sunak was right to take action. However, Dowden was uncomfortable when asked repeatedly to state whether he himself thought Anderson's comments were Islamophobic. And I think our viewers this morning will want to know if you believe, as one of the most senior politicians in this country, that those words were Islamophobic and anti-Muslim. Do you believe that? I'm not asking you about Lee Anderson's intent. I'm asking you what you believe. Well... uh... I, but I think the, the two of them kind of go together, Laura, because I, I, I don't believe that Lee Anderson was, was intending to be uh, Islamophobic. But nonetheless, I understand the, the concern about, particularly when it's uh, in relation to the, the Mayor of London, how those words have caused offence. But you're and talking that, about... And, Laura, and that, that mm-hmm. has... And because of that, that is... That's precisely why he was given the chance to apologise, and when he failed to do mm-hmm. so, action was, was, was taken in, in but respect I, But the question it. I'm asking you, and I think our viewers will be able to hear very clearly that you don't want to give your view, is it your view that saying, I believe they've got control of Cannes and they've got control of London, is that Islamophobia? Well, I think the... The, the chance that it could be taken... The, the fact that it could be taken in that way is the reason why uh, those comments uh, led to the Chief Whip asking for an apology from the, the, the Prime Minister. I share those uh, concerns about how they could be taken in that way, and that's why it was right that he should be asked for an apology, and when he failed to give that apology, the, the whip was removed. I think our viewers will hear very clearly, though, you are declining to give your own view on what those words mean, no, having not, said no, that no, words I, matter. I, I, I think I've been, uh, I've been clear that they, they could be taken that way, right? And because they could be taken that way, it, he was given the chance to apologise and he, uh, he failed to do so and the whip was And removed. if he'd apologised, would he have kept his job? Uh, yes, he, that's, he, was, he was asked to apologise, he failed to do so, and, and that's what, what flowed from it. But, uh, of course, it's right that we debate these, these, these individual uh, words, but it is, the more fundamental thing for me mm. is what is going on right now in our country. I have constituents of mine mm. who are Jewish who are f- afraid to walk the streets to show the symbols of their religion. Uh, we see those marches where they witness week after week anti-Semitic tropes, people taking part in those marches and not calling them out. Koonsberg then showed Dowden a sentence from a Suella Braverman Telegraph article and asked if there was any difference between her comments and those of Lee Anderson. Words matter. People respond to things that politicians say. And what Lee Anderson said was strikingly similar to what Suella Braverman, the former Home Secretary until recently, wrote in the Telegraph. She said, the truth is the Islamists, the extremists and the anti-Semites are in charge now. 
Now, you said clearly what Lee Anderson said could be taken as being offensive. That's very similar. So do you think what she said could be taken as being offensive too? Well I, well, I would say in respect of what uh, Suella said is that I disagree with, with, with what she said here, but I think that's in a different category, which is about... I, I disagree with the, the, the comment. I, by the way, I, I believe, for the reasons that I set out, the underlying sentiment of my deep concern about this... Uh, these, these threats and these intimidations, which are often coming from Islamic extremists, and we shouldn't be shy of calling that out, and I have done so as a, as a, a member of, of Parliament. Uh, but I don't believe that what uh, Suella has said uh, crosses the line in the, in the way that, uh, that Lee Anderson's But why not? Do. Because she said the Islamists are in charge. Now, you said you don't believe that's true. Lee Anderson said the Islamists are in control of Sadiq Khan. Why is it different? Well, I think there's a, there's a slight danger of getting into semantics of this, but I think this no, is... No, but You've but, said that Laura, yourself. If you please allow me to, to, to finish my point that this is about uh, attaching specifically to, to one person, the, the Mayor of London. I think what uh, Suella was saying was making a, a broader statement, one which I don't uh, agree with the uh, specifics of what she said, but I do very much uh, agree with the concerns mm. that she is raising yeah. about uh, threats coming often from Islamic extremists. Sitting on Laura Koonsberg's panel, the Mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham, accused the Tory party of ambivalence over Islamophobia and having a hierarchy of racism. The Labour's had lots of problems with anti-Semitism. They just had to junk their candidate in Rochdale, the by-election coming up this week. And I was very struck last week when the anti-extremism czar, Robin Simcox, Simcox, told us, this has all got worse. Do you think that's right? Well, it certainly um, got worse in terms of it being a bigger issue for, for uh, both parties. But I think you basically laid bare the Conservative Party's problem this morning because, rightly, they take a very tough line on anti-Semitism, as Labour has been doing. But you see ambivalence when it comes to Islamophobia and a, an attempt to explain it away a little bit. And that's what I picked up from the interview. I was listening very, very carefully to it. And to me, there was no justification for saying Suella Braverman's comments are different. If the they, they have got control, they, if that was related to Jewish people, that would straight away be called out as anti-Semitism. But there's a double standard here. They don't call it out uh, in that same way. Um, so I think this is the problem. And you, you talked about an uptick in mm. slightly, you know, hateful comments from uh, politicians. I think what's going on here is that there are people in the Conservative Party who are itching for that sort of existential debate about its future. They, mm. they can't wait to get into it. And that's why Liz Truss was out at that really appalling gathering that she was at uh, last week. And they're making ever more, they're ratcheting things up. They're making highly provocative and dangerous, dangerous statements. And the problem is, Laura, they're still the government. You've got a former prime minister making dangerous statements. Theresa, You've got you extreme respond? statements coming from a former deputy chairman of the party. I would say, put us out of our misery, call a general election, let people know. You cannot well, have you, a government, you would say, I want senior to figures, behaving that. in this way well, and, with and the impact that can have on our streets. Chaos reigned in the House of Commons this week after Speaker Lindsay Hoyle broke parliamentary convention by allowing a vote on Labour's amendment to the SNP motion calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Hoyle apologised, but suggested he had made his decision over fears for the safety of MPs who were receiving threats. Koonsberg asked Labour's Lisa Nandy if she could guarantee that no-one in her party had threatened Hoyle over the vote. 
Deputy Prime Minister, though, told us this morning that a line had been crossed this week, and there has been reporting by the BBC and others that Labour suggested that the Speaker could be shoved out of his job after the next election if he didn't allow a vote on Labour's plan. Now, this is a really important issue about the independence of the Speaker. Keir Starmer has denied that he individually did that. Can you guarantee to our viewers this morning that no one from the Labour Party was involved in a conversation or passing a message to the Speaker suggesting that his job might be on the line unless he did what Labour wanted? Yes, I believe that I can. I've had numerous conversations, as you can imagine, with my colleagues, with Keir Starmer, with our Chief Whip, with David Lammy, our Shadow Foreign Secretary, over the last few weeks and months since the 7th of October unfolded. And, frankly, the idea that you would threaten the Speaker of the House of Commons is for the birds. I've served under three different speakers over 14 years, and I can tell you that that is not how it works. The Speaker is in charge, uh, is the guardian of our processes and procedures, and makes the decisions. The idea that any political leader or any politician of any party could threaten the House of Commons Speaker and get away with it is just absolute and utter nonsense. The truth of what unfolded on Wednesday was that while the international community was very focused on what was happening in Gaza and so were we, the Conservatives appeared to have discovered at the 11th hour that they didn't have the votes to prevent the Labour motion from going through and came and pulled their amendment, which triggered the collapse of the whole debate. But now, that is deeply regrettable. A political point, the Lisa, important thing is I just that that to... motion went through and we spoke with one voice. But I want, rather than making a political point, I just want then to highlight to viewers that you have then just given us a specific assurance on the record that no one in the Labour Party said or communicated a message to Lindsay Hoyle that his job might be on the line if he did not allow Labour to have a vote on its amendment, its plan in the House of Commons? Well, look, I certainly didn't. The Chief Whip didn't. The leader of the Labour Party didn't. No members of staff were involved. It would ever be involved in doing something like that. And frankly, if anybody had done something like that from any political party, I think they would have had very short thrift from the Speaker. You heard it in the words that the leader of the House, Penny Mordaunt, used on Thursday at business questions. He's our Speaker and he's trusted by MPs across the House to uphold what is the right thing to do for members of Parliament of all parties and for the country. That's why you've seen so many Tory MPs and others rallying to his defence this week. Liberal Democrat leader Ed Davey told Laura Coonsberg his party was approaching the next general election with excitement and was more confident than it had been for a long time. If you're keying into people's concerns then, why aren't you seeing more results? So you had big by-election success a while ago, but in the two by-elections recently, you lost your deposit. Now, that means you've actually barely registered. Are you embarrassed by that? Or is, is something no, else going on under the radar that I people aren't picking up? Now you're on to something, uh, Laura. It is under the radar. What we're seeing in these, this parliament is huge success for the Liberal Democrats, actually. There's four by-election results. Uh, the last one was just last summer, actually. We, we had staggering successes in true blue areas. It wasn't just those palm tree by-elections, it's been local elections. So we've had some of our best local elections ever in the last two rounds. And actually, since May, if you look at council by-election results, which party across the country has had by far the best set of results in council by-elections across the country? It's the Liberal Democrats. So we go into the next election 
election with quite a sense of excitement, actually. We think we can do really well. There's loads of areas where if you want to get rid of the Conservatives and the Conservative MP, you've got to vote for the Liberal Democrats. I've talked about the Blue Wall, mm -hmm. where we are having massive success against the Conservatives, but the southwest of England as well, we've come back there. So we go into this election year uh, actually more confident than for many a long year. That's a pretty positive way of or a situation that shows you sometimes neck and neck in the polls with Reform UK, who are, who are a new party. But you're saying something's happening in the grassroots, yeah. it's happening on the ground. Are you confident, briefly, of being the third biggest party again at the next election? Yes. You are? Yes. Ah, well, there you go. And finally, the Estonian Prime Minister spoke to Laura Koonsberg this morning, calling for continued support for Ukraine and urging countries to spend more on defence to prevent further aggression from Putin. She warned that we must not repeat the same mistakes of the 1930s and that war can expand very fast across Europe. Laura Koonsberg asked how she felt about being put on Putin's most wanted list. Prime Minister, you've recently been put on Vladimir Putin's most wanted list. We're speaking a week since the death of Alexei Navalny. What's it like for you to be named as a target? Well, uh, I got a lot of uh, messages of congratulations. Uh, that is a gr great honor. That is the biggest award that one can get for standing up uh, to your principles. But, but uh, jokes aside, um, this shows that uh, Putin's playbook hasn't changed. Uh, this is meant to uh, make me afraid. Uh, and uh, the only response is that uh, we shouldn't be afraid. And you're not afraid? No. That's all for this week. I'm Isabel Hardman and this podcast was produced by Joby Del Brill. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffee House Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our daily evening blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening and do join us again next week. Mm -hmm.